bitching, man. Well, of course, want to talk about the uh, new album and look back on some old tours because we don't have any new ones to talk about. And uh, right. And I guess we got to talk a little bit about this pandemic. How have you been spending your time other than uh, Twitch and Twitter? Have you been working on your uh, six pack abs or what have you been doing during this pandemic? Uh, I have actually. I've been working out a little bit, and this is like my biggest commitment to working out so far. I always kind of like get distracted and fall off after time, but I've been doing it, man. I'm starting to see some changes on my body, and it's pretty exciting, actually. But, uh, you know, lots of social media, obviously, trying to keep the record in people's minds and Twitch. Twitch has been fun. You know, still be in touch with the fans and make some people smile. And, you know, that feels pretty good. Luckily, this album has been like a big distraction during all this. You know, like it was very nice to have a new record come down the pipes. And while we were a little bit scared at first about the timing, it's kind of played out to be awesome, I think, you know, to have uh, something new right now to uh, keep people excited and distract them from all of this. And, you know, it's done the same for me, honestly. You know, I want to get into the album, of course, but also, one i'm curious about the uh, workout regimen what are you doing exactly what talk to me about the uh, workout routine are you going a little keto too and watching what you're eating uh yeah i'm trying to eat a lot better a lot cleaner cut out sugar entirely which was a big deal good good um for the morning coffee and stuff but um it's just like doing some yoga poses with my girlfriend and lots of like ab workouts lots of crunches and all kinds of uh hurtful things (laughs) (laughs) i'm on the same path me and my wife started doing yoga too when this pandemic happened because she was going to a studio i was kind of a little embarrassed to go out and do it and so she started pulling up youtube videos and we've been doing it together now it's been kind of fun and, and great workout too oh for sure you know i had no concept of how difficult it would actually be holding the pose and uh, trying to flow with it and stuff like that. It's real, man. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a heck of a workout. That and burpees, man, have been kicking my butt. Have you gotten into that yet? No, the, I know what they are, though. That's uh, <laughs> that's intense, dude. <laughs> All right, so I know you're here not to talk fitness and Joe Weider and protein shakes. Let's get into the album a little bit. And uh, another banger always is from Black Dahlia Murder. I'm kind of curious to learn from you, like lyrically. I kind of kind of get inside your brain. Obviously, you don't come up with any of the riffs or anything. You you handle the lyric department. Right. I'm curious, kind of uh, take me inside your head when you go into the studio. Do you have maybe a couple concepts worked out, or uh, you know, five or six concepts worked out? Out and then you kind of listen to the tunes and bark out whatever they tell you. Or is it kind of a combination of the two? How do you how do you write lyrics for Black Dahlia Murder? Well, by the time I hear a song, it's usually like fully realized. It comes from either of the guitar players. It'll have both guitars, bass, uh, decent sounding program drums. Yeah, I'll just sit in my underwear with it and some word processing program and just slave away. You know, I try to um, write something that'll embody the vibe like that I'm getting from the song, you know, like so that's the first step is kind of like feeling out the vibe. And then I, I do have a list of some themes sometimes that are just hanging around that I haven't quite hammered out yet you know so i have like a running list of of certain ideas but um yeah everything is done beforehand and by the time we hit the studio like we're we're very prepared and everything is like pretty much written in stone by then you know i love writing for the band i love um the format of like a, a three to four minute like short horror story you know just in and out i try to make every moment of the story like match the song's dynamics like perfectly you know so it's a, it's a challenge to kind of work in those parameters you know but it's also really fun 
on. I imagine uh, Sunless Empire was maybe one of those concepts you had ahead of time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like that, uh, there's a couple like recurring themes on the record, and that is one of the songs that definitely drives the whole verminous thing home. Like uh, kind of painting the underground as like actually being a physical place underground, you know, that we're all at like a sort of like hidden world, you know, just that's how I look at the underground really as being like a hidden world, you know, and once you kind of like rip the top off and there's there's no going back, man. You know, it's like uh, the best part in my life, you know, the thing that keeps driving me, like staying plugged into the underground and uh, just, I don't know, I just love music. I love, I just, I'm still on the hunt for new music at all times. Well, I, I'm sure you didn't tell the guys or maybe you did, but man, I feel like the, the solos on this album, uh, Verminous, are a little bit just extra tasty this time around. Oh, I agree, man. I, I was blown away by what Brandon was able to come up with, you know, and uh, we got a taste of what he was capable of with the last record, Nightbringers. And I, I think that he's just like even spreading his wings even further with this record and really like really stepped up to the plate, man. You know, he's been a really awesome member to have come in the fold. He's very studio savvy and you know, we trusted him to produce the record and record the bulk of it at his place. You know, we were all coming out to his house in New Jersey. So like he's just been like a total powerhouse to bring into the band, man. It's been really exciting, but uh, definitely got some wicked leads on there. I think the Sunless Empire one might be my favorite. It just kind of like runs the whole spectrum of emotions, man. It's pretty wild. That probably is my favorite tune on the album. And when I read the title, I was like, I know I'm going to love this tune. And then I did, which was great. Speaking of uh, of tunes, I was really super happy to see the Megadeth cover and wanted to learn a little bit about that. And, and the moment I saw, wait, the Black Dahlia Murderers covering Megadeth, Go to Hell, the first thing that popped into my head was, I cannot wait to hear Trevor say, blah, 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 my soul to take. And I'm sure that was a thing you were looking forward to recording too, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that was definitely like the most fun part of laying that song down. And um, Megadeth is my favorite band. They're my first metal band and kind of like the one that like made me realize I was a metalhead and going down that path, you know, so it's all, it feels really good to finally cover them and Go to Hell, you know, a little bit of a, of a deep cut for them, kind of cool to do that instead of something obvious, I think. Yeah. And uh, we also had, had it in our mind, this Bill and Ted movie was coming down the pipe. And uh, <laughs> you'll remember that Go to Hell was on the soundtrack for the second movie. So we right. were hoping to kind of weasel our way into the movie soundtrack <laughs> or at least get some kind of attention, you know, the movie coming back and everything. But uh, nothing, nothing so far, but it's definitely cool to, uh, to have done that. I feel like Megadeth is a really hard band to cover. You know, they play with so much attitude you know, it's, it's hard to recreate. Absolutely. And great that Dave is, is now healthy and on the mend and, and working on a new album. And curious for this tune, did you guys record it when you did the album or was this all done in quarantine? Uh, no, it was done with the album too. Ah, okay. And who, who does the uh, female voiceover in the beginning? Uh, that's Brandon's wife, Star. Uh, he had her on at the last second, but it came out good. It sounds just like the uh, original. And uh, the backing vocals, the gang vocals came out really good, too. It sounds just like the, the OG. Yeah, like the big gang chorus. I love it, man. You know, I was going to ask you, too, speaking of your love of Megadeth, what was kind of your, uh, your entry point? Where did you discover them? How did you discover them? 
It was the first day of sixth grade. I just got home from school. I hated the day. It sucked. And I uh, turned on MTV and Symphony of Destruction was on the video. And uh, it just blew my mind. Like I had heard, um, you know, at the time, the Black Album was everywhere, you know, and I had some experience with that and I liked it. But um, just that moment, like hearing that Megadeth song, it just clicked. And I was like, wow, you know, I think I'm supposed to be one of those guys at school with the black T-shirts, you know, like, <laughs> started me down a rabbit hole, man. I used to like be so, so into Megadeth that I would painstakingly draw Dave Mustaine's face, you know what I mean? And yep. like, <laughs> wear a Megadeth shirt every single day. And people called me Megadeth at school. And yeah, it was like that, man. I love it. I love it. For me too, man, that was, that was really the band that, that got me super into metal and my, certainly my favorite of the big four for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, um, just that attitude, man. And like, I still love countdown like the most, you know, rest in peace is right up there too. That record's incredible. That's the one that people mostly love them for, but I think countdown is just a masterpiece, man. It's so dynamic and, um, the production is incredible. It's, it's his voice is on fire. You know, like that was the moment, dude. It was awesome. Yeah, it really is kind of their their Black Album, which ironically came out about the same time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Speaking of thrash metal, I was super bummed that uh, we didn't get to see you out there with Testament in that tour. That was a gr- like at first I went, wait, what? And then they went, oh wait, that's gonna be awesome. Like at first you guys kind of sound on the opposite sides of the plane, a thrash band, a death metal band, but no, wait a minute, that's gonna be a perfect night. And I'm super bummed that we're not gonna get that tour now. But wanted to get your your thoughts on that. Yeah, that was a heartbreaker, man. That was really something we were looking forward to. It was going to be the biggest tour we'd ever done up to this point. Huge Testament fans, obviously, since we were kids. And, you know, we've been trying to hook up with Municipal Waste for a long time, too. And, you know, we know those guys pretty well. So all around, it was just going to be like a massive success. And the album was to come out like right at the beginning of the tour. And, you know, we'd be able to shift some more copies to some Testament fans, hopefully. And, you know, making puppy dog eyes at people at the merch table. (laughs) Of course, none of this happened, you know, so that was a bummer, man. Uh, We found out for sure that uh, the tour wasn't happening while we were... uh, coming back from South Africa, which ended up being the only shows from this year for the band, pretty much. Uh, so, uh, definitely hurt, man. Definitely a bummer. But yeah, hopefully, you know, when things pick back up, we're just going to hit the ground running and, you know, get out there on tour and hope that uh, there's still some momentum for Verminous, you know? Hey, you know what? Speaking of, uh, of Verminous, I wanted to make sure we didn't skip over it, but tell everyone about the Blast Fiends zine and how to subscribe and get in on that. Uh, yeah, we are doing a four-part zine. It's going to be like all handmade, kind of like a love letter to the zines of the 80s and 90s. It'll have like uh, drawings from the band and and all kinds of like personal lists and it's going to be very juvenile. You know, <laughs> like, like those things were, you know what I mean? It's going to have some, some stories about the old days, a glossary of BDM vocabulary, and just all kinds of, of goofy stuff. Like a maze helped Brian get to the Jameson, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just something to uh, for the really hardcore fans that want a little bit more insight into the band. Just something fun to keep people occupied right now, you know? I love it. And I'm sure you have uh, been paying attention to all these live stream shows and wanted to get your take on that as well. Suicide Silence been out there doing a bunch of them. Trivium had a, a nice showing a week or two ago. What are your thoughts on the live stream show? Something that you're looking into for your band or... Uh, there's been a little talk about it, you know, 
more and more I'm hearing this is going to go on for like at least another year. So I imagine we'll have to uh, to do something of that nature in time, you know. And uh, uh, but I think it's cool, you know. It's kind of a new frontier. People are uh, giving it a whirl, you know. It's it's been cool so far. I think I did a collab for a fest, quote unquote fest, that uh, Metal Injection put on this Slay at Home fest. Right. That was very cool. Uh, got to collaborate with some some cool dudes. The Megadeth drummer Dirk actually was on a song with me. Did a, a Cannibal Corpse cover. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like the logistics of us doing this is uh, we all live all over the place. You know, we don't really practice regularly like as a normal band would. Just the logistics of getting us all together would be kind of a pain in the ass. But um, <laughs> if we if we found the right situation and uh, you know the right platform to do it, I think it would be something worth uh, investigating for sure. Sure. Speaking of, uh, of live shows and even more specifically of festivals, you've been a part of all of them. You've played the OzFest, the Mayhem Fest, uh, the Warp Tour, the NotFest, the OzFest meets NotFest. Anyone in particular stand out for you amongst any of those? And, and maybe even more specifically, like the, the Southern California shows. We're radio station based kind of out by uh, Glen Helen, where all the, the metal festivals take place in Southern California. I'm curious if there's any highlights over your almost 20 year career of, out of all the festivals out there. Um, I gotta say Mayhem is the one that like pops into my mind. Uh, that was just a major, major success for the band. I remember the very first day like playing the set and being like, is this what it's gonna be like every day? There were so many people, you know, <laughs> and uh, the lineup was really stacked. We were on the same stage as uh, Job for a Cowboy and Behemoth and Cannibal Corpse, you know, so kind of the perfect storm there, definitely. But um, I also gotta shout out OzFest. That was the first kind of uh, festival like that we'd ever been a part of and I never saw that trajectory for us I never thought that we would I didn't think that we were accessible enough to do something like that so it was a really eye-opening experience and uh, was a huge uh, shot in the arm for the band's popularity you know it helped us get out there in a major way and uh, that's when we started seeing a lot of press for the band too that was a big a big change yeah that just started us on a whole different course and I imagined you know I just kind of like saw this as a death metal band and I guess I saw kind of a glass ceiling on what we could do you know but we've just taken it down so many different avenues now and we've always been kind of like a, a sore thumb band. Yeah, I feel like it's a good thing. You know, we can kind of fit in all different categories and play to all different corners of the underground, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And and those Ozfest shows were amazing. And, you know, it's funny, I've been thinking kind of out loud, with, speaking of, of Ozzy specifically with this pandemic, I'm kind of curious if, if inadvertently it's retired him because he's already been off for a year or two. Now he's got Parkinson's, like... Is he going to come back in another year? And like, what, I wonder if this is kind of inadvertently uh, retired Ozzy Osbourne in his career. Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't didn't stop to think about that, but man, that that sounds pretty likely. You know, I hope not, but um, you know, he's def he's definitely been winding it down for the last while. So uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Hopefully not, like you said, and hopefully we get a, a, a cure to this virus sooner than later and we can all get back to normal and get out there and, and go to shows again. Oh, yeah, I miss it so much, dude. It's uh, definitely the longest I've ever gone without uh, going to a show, and this is the longest break we've ever had from the road. And uh, I have liked 
having some time to relax a little bit and uh, recharge because we've been, you know, just touring incessantly since 2003. And it, it, just, it took the entire music business shutting down to stop us. So. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, I appreciate all the time. Uh, one, one last question. I want to kind of get out of the music space for a moment and learn a little bit more about Trevor the dude, not Trevor the singer, and, and kind of a fill-in-the-blank question that I've been sure. having some fun with. And it goes like this. When it comes to blank... I spare no expense. What's what's your thing? What what is it? What's the one thing when it comes out, or you got to get, or you just it's, have it's to have? Definitely uh, music. Uh, collecting death metal, black metal, and thrash CDs. I have like I'm surrounded by like four thousand metal CDs right where I'm standing, and that's like my my biggest vice for sure. And you're still a columnist uh, doing the obituarist, right? Uh, yeah, that's kind of, it's morphed into a, a Spotify playlist, but yeah, I'm still doing it. It's not as cool as it once was. I realized like the other format was a lot cooler, but it was also a lot of work to write about 30 bands a month and, you know, a few paragraphs in each one. And I don't know, I just ran out of ways to say that something was skull smashing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Only so many superlatives you can use. Right, right. Well, you know what? Go ahead and throw out a band or two that's tickling your fancy these days that the radio world should learn about. Uh, right now, I'm super pumped to get the Spirit Possession album in the mail. Uh, they're a black metal band out of California. Got a little bit of a black thrash tip to it, too. It's like very energetic. And man, it just blew me away, the two preview tracks. So I'm very, very pumped on that right now. Do you know where in California, Northern California, Southern California? Uh, I think like Oakland, but I could okay. be wrong. Always down to support a California band. Anything anything outside of the music space? Any food or, or video games or anything? Thing like that that you have to get um i got a switch finally which has been fun uh me and my girlfriend have been playing mario party and stuff that's been a good uh good distraction from reality that and all the yoga blocks too now that you got to buy and everything and all the straps too right <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> trevor always a blast talking to you man thank you so much for the time thank you for a brilliant album ah dude thanks for the kind words man i appreciate it a lot thanks for uh, having me today of course hopefully we'll see you out there on the road sooner than later man yeah i'd like that for sure <laughs> Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now do me a favor and subscribe to it. Radioactive Mike Z, available on all the major platforms. And while you're at it, follow me on Instagram at MikeZ967 and I'll follow you back, bro. Most importantly, don't miss the show. Wired in the Empire, reach Saturday night, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on 96.7 KCAL Rocks.